Welcome to High Frequencies, a podcast that explores fitness, health, and wellness with a modern approach to mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. All of this comes from a place of love and passion. My name is Opie, I'm a certified nutrition and health coach and your friendly neighborhood podcast host. So if you're all for it, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to O Frequencies. It is so nice to have you back. Today I wanted to talk about something that is very important to me because I feel like I am in like a constant cycle of funk. And by funk I mean like overwhelm. I become so overwhelmed with my life that I almost become paralyzed and I become unproductive, unmotivated, uninspired, and my to-do list just piles up and it's an endless cycle of not being able to do anything and feeling like I can't do anything. And I feel like a lot of people out there can relate to this. So I thought I might talk about how to get out of a funk. As someone who's working a full-time job and an entrepreneur on the side with a side business, it's very important that I maximize the time that I have available. Every 24 hours of my day is actually segmented. So I schedule almost minute to minute what I'm doing. And it's like non-negotiables. I'll pencil in my eight hours, seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. And then I have to pencil in the time I'm at work. I pencil in the time that it takes to commute to and from eating breakfast, uh, what I do on my lunch breaks, whether that's a gym session or whether it's going for a walk and journaling or meditating and all the way to what I do after work, which is whether I am on coaching calls, what I have to do for current clients to keep them accountable, and also working on my content and Instagram. And everything is scheduled down to the dot. And I think over time when we're kind of stuck in this hustle, hustle, hustle mentality where we're like, we need to stick to the schedule and like, what's the agenda? What am I doing this minute? What am I doing the other minute? I think it was just go, go, go for me for so long just to make sure that I was making use of my time in the most valuable and optimized way possible. It became almost like automated. Like, does that make sense? Like, I'm referring to this calendar, to this list as to how I spend my day. And it might sound super efficient, but you can see how over time it just becomes like I lose my sense of individuality or almost like I lose my sense of personality in my scheduling, which sounds really funny, but I really do feel like this is how overwhelm is created. When we stop mindfully setting intentions and we just go into like an automated cycle of scheduling this after that, after that, after this. So that's kind of like an overview of what my life has been like. And I'm speaking from experience here and I'm not saying that I have this formula down pat and under control. It is still a work in progress, but I thought I might share this with you. And if you resonated with it, I'd love to hear what your thoughts were and if you had any suggestions in addition to it. Now, the number one step that I'm going to start with is that you start your mornings right. As cliche as this sounds, how you wake up and set your day greatly impacts how the rest of your day pans out. Just think about it. 
you snooze and sleep through five of your alarms in the morning and you wake up with less than an hour left to get ready just to get to work on time. So everything you do is rushed and stressful. And because it's late, all of the public transport is delayed and everything else that happens after that makes you believe that mm, today is going to be one of those days. But it's only one of those days because you set it up to be that way. Starting your mornings right starts the night before. So whether that's packing your lunch, preparing your active wear and gear for the gym, packing your bag, whether that's for work or whether that's for uni or school, college, whatever, making sure you have plenty of water by your bedside, making sure you've got everything that you could possibly need in the morning ready to go. And so that removes the stress of waking up And when everything is in its right place, all you have to do in the morning is wake up. And if you want to be a top achiever, perfect A-grade student, then you would also be making sure that the quality of your sleep is as best as possible. That's uninterrupted and at least seven and a half to eight hours of sleep. And whether or not you are able to sleep through the night, that also depends on a lot of things like your nutrition, how much caffeine you're having, how stressed you are. So it's all about taking those small steps and optimizing this period of time to make sure that you can wake up on the right side of the bed every single day. Now, the second step really ties into the first one, and that is slow down. This is advice that I'm trying to give to myself because I know that I am just go, go, go all the time. I'm trying to tick off things on my to-do list, and I just need to take a moment to slow down and freaking breathe. I've been in the gym and training for seven years of my life, and the bulk of that time I've spent doing bodybuilding workouts because I used to compete and all of those exercises and workouts, supersets, drop sets, fatigue, training five to six days a week, anabolic window and like stuff like that, that was like ingrained into my system. So all of my workouts were super, super hectic. I had little to no rest and recovery. I didn't stretch. I didn't warm up. I didn't foam roll, I didn't do any of those things, and I did not ever even think to do yoga. Exploring all of these different things that I'd never done before, like I mentioned before, yoga and stretching and all of those things, I've experimented with strength training, powerlifting, and just exploring all these different avenues of fitness has entirely changed the way that I see it and the way that I show up to the gym. And it's just it's a celebration of what your body can do. I feel like a lot of the time behind the hustle, hustle, like really fast, um, heavy fatigue workouts that I did as a bodybuilder, I feel like behind that was the intention that I had to reverse the food that I ate or that I had to punish myself with this crazy workout because I didn't look a certain way. And I feel like that a lot of the time was the intention behind my workouts. Whereas now that I've transitioned more into a strength-based training program, I go in with the intention of doing my best and being my best. And 
to be my best, I have to make sure that everything else around my training is optimized. So that's making sure that I'm eating enough food, I'm getting enough protein and I'm stretching out my muscles to alleviate the soreness and increase my flexibility and range of motion, which is in turn what affects my performance in the gym. So it's this like lovely cycle where it's super intentional, where everything that you do has its purpose and it's not to punish you. It's to celebrate what you're capable of doing. So To sum up this point, basically, I was feeling like my workouts were crazy, crazy, crazy all the time because I'm squeezing in 30 minute workout sessions between my lunch breaks. And today, because I was feeling so overwhelmed and I didn't know what to do, I didn't know where to start. I just went into the gym and I didn't time my rests and I didn't pressure myself and say, I have to do so many exercises. I just went in and did the exercises that I enjoyed and I did it to the reps that I felt comfortable at and I progressively overloaded. And I walked out of that gym session feeling so reinvigorated because I finally let my body slow down and I finally listened to what my body wanted. And it makes a huge difference when you become more mindful about these things. And I imagine it's the same with food when we're like rushing and rushing to get food down, but we're not taking the time to be mindful of the food that we're eating, how it was prepared, where the ingredients came from. I feel like it changes the whole story when you slow down and just be still for a second. Now, the third step is to focus on your breathing. We so often take for granted our ability to breathe that we don't even use our lungs to its full capacity. Even in just one minute sessions and as frequently as you can throughout the week, you can really help to lower your heart rate. It lowers your stress. It improves your posture because when you're breathing in, your chest comes out and your back lowers and your shoulders roll back. The list continues. There are a multitude of benefits to breathing deeply and I feel like it's overlooked and we definitely need to do more of it. Now, the fourth step that I'm going to recommend is clean your space. Have you ever heard of environmental self-care? It is actually a thing. The state of your environment is the state of your mind. The reason why it feels so good walking into a hotel room or Airbnb is because it's fresh, clean and set up with your comfort at the forefront of its intentions. Set up your spaces that you frequent in the same way you would as for a guest. You deserve to treat yourself that way. You deserve to live and and function in a space that's comfortable and is clean and is as you desire. This includes your pantry. I know I am a big, big criminal of this one because my pantry is an absolute mess and I don't even know what's in the very back of it. There's probably 50% of things in there that are already expired. And think about that. That's constantly taking up space in my head when I'm having to think of things to cook or I buy things back and I realize, oh, I had this. Like all of these things add up to this clutter, not only in our head, but in our space. So environmental self-care is very important 
especially when you're trying to get yourself out of a funk. So take some time, audit your belongings, whether that's from your pantry or whether that's in the space that you usually use for your work, whether that's getting stuff off of your dining table so that when you come to sit down, it's just your food and nothing else. Shout out to those who are guilty of that. If you are constantly feeling cluttered and you know that there's a mess behind a cabinet door that you've been hiding, it doesn't matter if it's out of sight, out of mind. It is technically still in your mind because you know that you have to deal with it eventually. So deal with it. Clean up your space. Now, the fifth and final step is to recharge. The reason why it's very vague, it's because that I know that this could be different for a number of people. It will vary from individual to individual. For instance, someone may recharge by journaling. Journaling might be an incredibly therapeutic practice for them. Whereas to another person, journaling might be boring AF. So they might like to spend time with family and friends. Maybe they recharge their batteries by social interactions and just having genuine moments and experiences with other people. Maybe recharging for you is booking a massage or trying out the float tank. Whatever it is that's going to help you recharge, make sure you are doing that and making time for it. I think it's easy to restrict ourselves from doing the things that we love because it's easy to lose track of time. For example, I love watching TV and nibbling on snacks, but that's like a big no-no in terms of, you know, tracking your calories and making sure your time is productive. But when you are go, 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 go from day to night, seven days a week, you really need to make time to just watch TV and not track your calories just for like one hour. Chill the F out, Opie. And another thing that I'm super guilty of is that I only wash my hair once a week. Now, it's probably a good thing as well because my hair is bleached and it's better if I don't strip it of its um, natural oils all the time. But then again, Washing my hair feels amazing. My hair is fresh AF for like one or two days and then it's up in a gross ponytail for the rest of it. And I have been washing my hair once a week for a very long time because I'm trying to save time. At the end of the day, I don't have time to wash it and dry it, but I'm thinking about it now. And if I had a rough day and if I am tired and I have a lot of stuff to do, wouldn't it be better if I washed my hair, felt fresh, felt clean, felt recharged before I started trying to do all of these things on my to-do list? Wouldn't that make a little more sense? Anyway, so to summarize my how to get out of a funk step-by-step instructions, number one is to start your mornings right. Number two is to slow down. Number three is to breathe deeply. Number four is to clean your space. And number five is to recharge. Now, like I said in the beginning, I am still a work in progress. So I feel like every four to six weeks, I go into another phase of funk and overwhelm, but that's okay. We're all human. We all make mistakes and we all need to sit back, reflect and see how we can improve on our next day because every day is a new day and a new opportunity to be a better version of you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have any more suggestions on how to get out of a funk, I would love love to hear them make sure you send me a message over on instagram at ofi ho and i will no doubt speak to you soon bye 
Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. If you're looking for more great vibrations and high frequencies, come and find me on Instagram at Ho. We have an amazingly supportive community there, so I'd love it if you could join us. Sending you lots of love, and I'll see you next time.